Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Bon Voisin Podcast with your favorite voisin. That is me, Jeff D. Malvoisin. Hope everybody's enjoying their um, their weekend, this Memorial Day weekend. You know, everybody get an extra day off tomorrow. Some some of y'all may get a, you know, some of you guys may get a time and a half, you know. For me, personally, I'm getting a paid day off. So it's all good. It's all good with me. But again, I hope everybody's enjoying their day off um, with their family, you know, just chilling, having a good time, having maybe a good drink, you know, chilling with friends. So what's on tap today? Uh, We're going to talk about online shopping during the pandemic. We're going to talk about sneaker shopping during the pandemic. We're going to talk about marketing, marketing yourself on social media. You know, if you have a brand, if you're trying to brand yourself, we're also going to talk about the top five underrated cities to visit, in my opinion. Then we're going to get a little NBA playoffs, Knicks versus Hawks, Suns versus Lakers, Nets versus Celtics, Mav versus Clippers. Uh, We're going to talk a little Julio Jones, maybe going to Seattle. And then in my final take, we're going to talk about fans versus the NBA players and how we can solve this. So first things first, I want to get into online shopping during the pandemic. Lots of us have done it. I've done it. I've gotten into it now, you know, with Amazon, you know, just ordering online. And, you know, frankly, it's a good thing. It's been a good thing. You know, it, you know, everybody having a mask, you know, pandemic, everybody's scared or or whatnot. You know, there's been some what we call winners and losers from the pandemic. Um, The winners have been Amazon, you know, with them hiring more workers and doing a complete overhaul in its supply supply chain, um, Walmart, um, IKEA. Now the losers have been, you know, the retailers have had to. They're they're based out of malls like a men's warehouse, a Brooks Brothers, J Crew. Um, you know that they rely on customers to come in for their business. Now the big question is, will we keep shopping online going forward? And I think the question is going to be, yeah, like. This weekend alone, I just ordered three stuff online. I just got three stuff come in the mail. So I think definitely for sure it's going to keep going. It's going to only go up. It's only going to get better. Or companies are going to find a way to keep reinventing themselves during the pandemic with online shopping. And now with curbside pickup, um, <clears throat> and now Amazon has their annual Prime Day, uh, deep discounts on certain items for Tuesday and Wednesday. So in my opinion, I think it's only going to get better. It's only going to... And now more and more people are going to less and less go to these retail stores, the malls or whatnot, because they just feel comfortable shopping online. It's easy. You don't have to wait in a long line. All you got to do is pay and boom, you're done. Next up is sneaker shopping during the pandemic. Um, How many times have you gone in to a sneaker shop to try to find your favorite shoe and you can't, your favorite Nike, your favorite Jordan, whatever, whatever brand you're into and you can't find it? I've had that happen so many times. So it turns out Nike, do, they do this by design. As of right now, that, now that I've just read, they do this by design. Um, <clears throat> also Adidas and Under Armour, they're doing this also by design too. They're pulling back on a number of retailers just because they know that most of their, most of their consumers are online now, are shopping online for stuff. As same thing I said with uh, Amazon, most of their consumers are shopping online. Now, the drawback with this is is for the smaller companies, which kind of which kind of hurts. Which I, I like supporting the small businesses. Um, losing Nike and other brands, uh, they're a blow to the shoe store and other retailers. So 
because for other for those small retailers, they rely on Nike. Nike's their top draw for customers because also Nike owns the Jordan brand and Converse. So while there is a good to online shopping, there is also a bad. So with the bad, you know, some some small retailers have had to go out of business, have had to close permanently because Nike is such a big part of their business. For some businesses, one business I read, it was 70% of his business. For 30 years straight, it was 70% of business. But now since Nike took off the contract, he's had to unfortunately close his business, which, you know, in this in this pandemic, it, that's really unfortunate that that's happened. So hopefully, you know, hopefully there's some good that'll come out of this. So next up, uh, I've got uh, marketing on social media. Now, I know a lot of people now, they're marketing their brand on social media, being shirts. Um, for me, it's the podcast. Um, for other people, it's, um, you know, makeup or whatever they're, they're trying to put forth on social media, market their brand, put their name out there. Um, and I had a couple of things that I wrote down that I think, you know, you might, I don't know, you might think is good. Um, from what I saw, it was fully update your social media. Delete anything that you no longer use on social media. Delete anything negative also, because some people, you know, the tweets, please, if you have any tweets before you, before you having, before you send any tweets, please rewrite, please reread what you just wrote. Please, please do that because that could hurt you in the long run. Also, identify your, your expertise. Identify what you're good at. We're all good at something. So identify what you're good at and go with that. Also create engaging, create and uh, create engaging content. Have knowledge about what you're, what you're doing about what you're doing, about not also what you're doing, but also what you're writing about, what you're talking about. The fourth one is be positive. Nobody likes negativity, so always be positive about what you're doing. The fifth is studying in your field. Study study your craft. If you want to get good at what you're doing, you have to, you have to put some work in your craft. There's a lot of good in marketing and social media. It creates new opportunities. You gain knowledge. You extend your skills. And you can also receive feedback like constructive criticism on how you're doing. So now, my final point of this, um, I want to go to the top five underrated cities, in my opinion, in Jeff DeMavoisin's opinion. So coming in at number one is Cleveland, Ohio. And I like this city a lot. It's a very underrated city. It, I, I like Cleveland because it fits me personally, how the kind of guy I am. Um, I'm more of a grinded out type guy, you know, blue collar. Uh, just put my head to the grindstone, just work. And that's the kind of city Cleveland is in its core. Um, if you go downtown, it's very nice. They got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Cleveland Brown Stadium is right across, is right next to it. Um, there's Lake Erie right behind there. Um, down, downtown is very nice. Um, the West Side Market is a great place to shop. Uh, even when you go outside of Cleveland, it's very nice. It's real, I can't say quiet, but it's it's real homey. I don't know. That's the best way I could put it. Next up on this list, number two is Charlotte. Now, Charlotte, North Carolina, of course, home of the Charlotte Hornets, home of Jordan brand. Um, they have the NASCAR Hall of Fame. They got the Discovery Place uh, Science Museum. You know, I'm big into, you know, museums. So that's a place if you're into that kind of thing, you should definitely try try Charlotte, North Carolina. Number three on this list is Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. That's a place I've been I've been wanting to go to. They have the Country Music Hall of Fame, downtown, vibrant, a very vibrant nightlife. And they have the Grand Ole Opry. 
West Palm Beach, another one of my favorite cities. They have the, of course, the beaches, obviously, downtown, Rosemary Square. I mean, West Palm Beach, if there's a place you want to take a summer vacation, that's, if you don't want to go to Miami or whatever, West Palm Beach is your place. And my last place on this list is a place that I think people kind of, it might raise a little couple eyebrows, is uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Why Cincinnati, Ohio? I mean, it's a nice city. Uh, think about it. That's Great American Ballpark with Cincinnati Reds play. Um, it overlooks the Ohio River, which is really nice, especially when you're driving through Cincinnati and you're driving through the bridge. They have the National Underground Railroad Center. And then also they claim their claim to fame, the best chili in America. So anybody who's a foodie, Cincinnati is your place. All right. So now we're heading to sports news. We all want to hear the sports, the sports, the sports. That's what I'm about, sports. So the Knicks and Hawks, uh, I was watching it. Game four was it was a back and forth first half. Um, I like how the Knicks were playing. Although I, I, um, Randall was struggling a bit, but you know he, you know, other than him, they need to get more more options on offense. Um, Hawks, they just that third quarter run. They were just with Bogdanovich and uh, Trey Young, um, Collins. He he had a good game. Um, Gallinari had a very good game. They have many options on offense. The thing that was really, I just couldn't figure out why was Alfred Payton not playing. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's a question that a lot of Knicks fans are going to ask. Why is Alfred Pay- Payton not playing? Derrick Rose was playing. He's, he seems Derrick Rose's best fit is off the bench. So why is he starting over Alfred Payton? I don't know, Tom Thibodeau. You're going to have to answer that. But um, again, who other than Randall Barrett? And Rose can score. Who are their options? Other than, of course, Alec Burks. But, I mean, they need more scoring because it's obvious Julius Randle, he can only do so much for this team. So that's a lot to ask of him. You know, he won most improved player, and I give him that. He's The guy's been balling this year. I think he deserves the money he's going to get in free agency, barring if the Knicks keep him, which I hope they do. The next game on this list was the Suns and Lakers. Uh, the Suns tied the series at 2-2. Um, my question is, are the Suns for real? After watching this game, I think they, they really are for real. Chris Paul, obviously, he looked, he looked, he played very well. DeAndre Aiden played very well. Anthony Davis went down with an injury. Um, it was, I, mean, I kind of wonder why Montrez Harrell wasn't playing enough, considering Anthony Davis was hurt. You know, this might have been the perfect time for Trez to be out there. Um, Booker and DeAndre Ayton were too much for them. Um, Chris Paul had a very nice game. It seems to me that without Anthony Davis, there's so much scoring load on LeBron. So it's LeBron and Dennis Schroeder. So the guy that really has to step up for me is Kyle Kuzma. He's got to step up, got to play better in this moment. That's what he played well in the bubble last year, but now he's got to step his game up if he wants to be that upper echelon star. So now... The next up game on this list, the Knicks and I mean the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, KD was too much in game game four, so now they're up three um, one. From from what I saw in game three and four, they just obviously Tatum went off in game three. Not so much in game four, but he needs more help. Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, somebody needs to score. Somebody needs to take that scoring low, and this is where you miss Jalen Brown. When Jalen Brown was on there, it gave them space on the floor, so they didn't crowd J- Jason Tatum. So I think the Nets will close this game, close this out in Game Five. Um, 
you know, barring of a miracle, you know, it, it'll, they'll, it's pretty easy. They'll close this out in game five. Mavs and Clippers, this is one of the interesting series. I, I predict the Clippers will win this and win the series. My only question is, is where is playoff P? Where is this guy? You know, for him to quiet down the criticism, he's going to have to play well. Because Kawhi Leonard, he's got his ring. Rajon Rondo, he's got his ring. It's going to be up to Paul, um, Paul George to take it to the next level. And other news, um, I saw the breaking news uh, story of Julio maybe going to Seattle. I don't know. Hey, the Falcons are asking for a first-round pick. We know Seattle doesn't have any first-round picks from that Jamal Adams trade, so it'll be interesting to see what the Falcons can get from Seattle. But if you put Julio on that offense with him and DK Metcalf on the outside, Tyler Lockett, they just drafted a receiver, Dwayne Eskridge, so I wonder how that's going to – how that is going to fit, how Julio's going to fit into that offense. Um, but because Seattle's more of a running team. So I wonder how that'll fit, but it'll give them some more weapons on the outside so teams can't load up on DK and, uh, and Tyler Lockett. So finally, finally, what we've seen the past couple of days is fans, you know, becoming unruly. In Utah, you had three fans getting banned for saying some racial, racial, racially charged things. Um, in Washington, or I think, I think Philly or Washington, somebody threw popcorn at Russell Westbrook. In New York, somebody spit on Trey Young. For me, we've got we've to draw a line on things fans can't do and can't say. We've got to also draw a line on what players can do and can't say. So if we can do that, then I think we'll be much better. Now, I don't like what the fans did. You know, that's, that's totally uncalled for. You come to the game, you watch it, you have fun, boom. Same as players. They pay to they pay to do your job. Boom, have fun. Boom, go to your locker room. Go about your business. I think there needs to be the there needs to be like uh, you like hockey. Have a little ring, a little glass, so it separates them from the players. But I doubt the NBA will do that because the NBA is all about making the game come alive, making the game as real as possible for the fans. So uh, I think uh, there's more to be done in this. You know, it's. It's been going on for so long, so it's up to the commissioner and the Players Association and, you know, the arenas around around the league to see what they're going to do about how fans act, uh, how they um, the conduct. But honestly, I, I think, you know, there needs to be something that needs to be done with, you know, set a set set of guidelines, how fans should act, how NBA players should act. And from there, I think we'll be good. So this has been a bonus episode of the Bonfazza podcast. If you're a first time listener. Hit that subscribe button on Spotify. And if you've been a long-time listener, I want to thank you. So have a great Sunday and have a great Monday, everybody. Yeah.